Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us. We're going to be talking about a topic that never gets old, and that is how to clean and disinfect important areas like hospitals, medical centers, schools, other places where uh, now we know more than ever we can catch very serious uh, infections. And we're going to be talking to the, the founder and CEO of a company that has cracked the nut on this. They've got a brand new technology, very revolutionary. Um, and and something that is actually safe and sustainable as well. We're joined today by Bob Slingsby, and, and I am just thrilled to talk about his company, Viking Pure Solutions. So welcome to Go Green Radio, Bob. Glad to have you. Well, thanks, Jill. Uh, I've heard a lot about you and read a lot about you, and uh, it's an honor to be on your show. Well, thank you. And likewise, I've been fangirling you as well. So um, I am very excited to have you on the show. Um, I'd love to begin by having you explain to us how you got involved in the medical industry, because your career trajectory is so fascinating. Uh, well, thanks for that. Uh, see, it's, uh, you know, no one knows the journey of life. Uh, and mine's been uh, quite unusual. I, uh, I won't go back as far as I was in the crib screaming for organic milk, but <laughs> you know, later on I became a trial attorney and uh, did a fair amount of medical malpractice. And uh, as a result of that, I was exposed to uh, the inner workings of hospitals and some of the, uh, the ravages that were caused by nosocomial infections or uh, superbugs. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And uh, even on a personal level, I was—I uh, you know, had uh, lost a family member to a uh, to a superbug, oh. and uh, it—you uh, know—it opened my eyes to uh, to you know really what is one of the great scourges that is not well known uh, in uh, in our country. Uh, I later learned that close to a hundred thousand people a year die from hospital-acquired infections, and. Uh, close to 2 million more get sick. You know, they go in otherwise, you know, they go in for a back surgery or some other type of surgery and uh, they get sick or worse, they die. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it became a, uh, a keen interest of mine um, as a lawyer and as a trial lawyer. And then uh, I decided to leave the law uh, for personal reasons. Uh, mm -hmm. Just, I, I won't get into them, but uh, I was uh, uh, no longer uh, suited the kind of life I wanted to lead. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't want to attack anybody or say anything negative, but mm -hmm. the uh, uh, so after I left, I uh, I had the great fortune of uh, running into uh, a fellow, Josh Schwartz from. Uh, who uh, partnered up with me in uh, developing medical businesses and uh, medical real estate. And we developed quite a network in New York. Uh, I'm calling you from the sunny confines of Florida right now. This is where our <laughs> manufacturing plant is. But most of our time was initially spent up there in New York. And uh, 
dealt with a, a number of hospitals, et cetera, et cetera, in, uh, in developing those networks. And we actually ran, owned and ran uh, um, outpatient medical centers uh, that would see over 100,000 patients a year in uh, underserved areas. Uh, so... Uh, that experience with physicians and my pre previous experience uh, with uh, as a lawyer uh, sort of heightened my my interest in uh, in, in superbugs, particularly, yeah. uh, which arise as a result of really the overuse of antibiotics, mm -hmm. and uh, so. Uh, with Josh, we started exploring, uh, mostly on an academic level, uh, you know, ways to combat this. We've had a couple of doctors who uh, contracted superbugs uh, from their uh -huh. stays in hospitals, uh, and they would come to work with us, and uh -huh. uh, they'd have MRSA or something else, and uh, it was terrible. Uh, so we, uh, we, we, we were investigating different ways of combating uh, this issue, which was a critical one, and um, ultimately, well, first we actually developed uh, my antimicrobial fabrics, fabrics mm -hmm. that were completely resistant to, uh, to 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 superbugs and to any kind of germ, actually, any kind of pathogen. Uh, but we recognized mm -hmm. pretty quickly that that was not going to uh, be really helpful in fighting the issues in the in the healthcare setting, uh, and the reason is that there are multiple uh, vectors of penetration of pathogens into any uh, any workplace, uh, mm -hmm. and particularly hospitals. People are coming in and out, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, also, you know the the lowest paid people in the hospital setting are the workers who clean uh, That's right. and disinfect, right? Uh, and uh, yet they're dealing with issues that have uh, maybe the greatest impact on people's health within the hospital setting next to, next to the, uh, you know, the medical procedures themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, off we went. We discarded the fabrics, although we still have it and they're still thinking about it. Uh, and came across uh, HOCL, uh, which is hypochlorous acid, mm -hmm. and came across it uh, through medical journals, etc. And at first, I didn't believe it, uh, the, how it was touted as a uh, substance that was 80 to 100 times more powerful than, than bleach, than chlorine, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, uh, was non-toxic mm -hmm. uh, and non-carcinogenic. Um, so we did what anybody with half a brain would do: was we tested it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, uh, I, I engendered the uh, the assistance of who then was the uh, the chief of microbiology over at Mount Sinai Hospital, and we. Uh, we tested HOCL in different kinds of settings, but particularly the gym setting, uh, mm -hmm. which was loaded with uh, you know, all kinds of bacteria, <laughs> fungi, and viruses. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, 
we did that uh, in Cincinnati, by the way. Uh, and uh, I won't mention the gym, but a well-known gym. And uh, we found that the uh, you know that the showers were just loaded with with pathogens. It was a brand new brand new gym, and they were using typical cleaning methods. Um, and we applied HOCl through uh, through a uh, a spray that was put into the ceiling, and it was uh, it would spray on on an hourly basis. And the uh, the results were remarkable. Really. Um, when compared, we did that in the ladies' locker room, and we compared it to the men's locker room, and the uh, the uh, the findings were, uh, you know, the microbial count was under 10, which is essentially completely sanitized in the ladies' locker room, and uh, the number in the men's locker room, I won't even say, but no, I should say, it was over 5,000. It was completely total. <laughs> uh, but in, but what a surprise. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right, you're dealing with an invisible... Uh, an invisible enemy is essentially what we're dealing with. Uh, so we felt we were onto something, and uh, then began earnestly exploring together uh, the uh, the impact that HOCL could have in uh, other areas uh, in healthcare. Primarily, it was really more of a mission than a business, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, we felt we could save a lot of lives and uh, at the same time uh, get away from chemicals that, you know, by themselves uh, either were not efficacious or uh, were causing harm to the people who were using them. Um, so uh, off we went <laughs> and uh, our, you know, I, I flew to Japan uh, because they were using HOCL rifle in, in, in certain markets there, uh, and they had the lowest uh, nosocomial infection rate in the country. Uh, so uh, I went there first and spent a couple of weeks there and met with a couple of groups and brought some of their equipment back, but found that their equipment really wasn't uh, what we wanted. Uh, it was uh, corrosive and... Uh, you know, turning things, excuse me, turning things uh, black, uh, mm-hmm. particularly metals, et cetera, et cetera. So it didn't really have the utility that that we wanted. And uh, so we continued our, our search for, you know, what type of equipment could really be used to uh, to produce HOCl and its sister uh, solution, uh, sodium hydroxide, which is a cleaner, which I'll talk about more later. Uh, which is also completely green and uh, you know non carcinogenic and extremely powerful cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you know the uh, the HOCl aspect uh, through equipment was really just a stroke of luck. I, not, no genius on our part or anything like that. Uh, I ran into a uh, in 2017. I uh, ran into a a fellow by the name of Walt Warning, who had a couple of patents on other things. Uh, he had done, say, a very clever engineer who had uh, patented uh, corrugated boxes, cotton candy machines, etc. But he had an interest in in in, in uh, hypochlorous and uh, recognized that, as we did, that the real issue with it was the corrosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and, and it's stability. Um, so he came up with a patented formula um, or patented process, I should say, uh, that would keep the corrosive aspects of the solution out, uh, essentially the salt, mm-hmm. and uh, you know allow the uh, the electrical transformation to occur. HOCl, most people don't know what it is, and that was the uh, and still remains you know the biggest hurdle for us is to. Mm-hmm. is education and awareness of what well, HOCL and is. Yep, that's what you're here to, to help us with. And we're going to take a quick commercial break in just a moment. Um, but when we come back, we have so much more to talk about with Bob and Viking Pure Solutions. We're going to be talking about why their process, their equipment, their uh, methodology is not only effective, but also much healthier for the people who are applying it and the people who are uh, going to be in the facilities in which they are used. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us. And if you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. Today, we're talking about cleaning. And we're talking about cleaning some of the most um, voracious, dangerous, um, you know, infectious materials that are known on the planet. Superbugs, uh, we talked a little bit about that. You know, we all know that, uh, you know, we've got to keep things clean because of COVID. Now we're talking about monkeypox. And what's been really vexing for the industry um, is, is how do we kill these infectious diseases that could be in hospitals, senior living facilities, schools, gyms, wherever? How do we kill those bugs? Um, 
and still make it safe for the people that are doing the cleaning and the people who are going to be using the facilities. And so today we're talking with a company, uh, Viking Pure Solutions, that has cracked that nut. We're talking with their co-founder and CEO, Bob Slingsby. Now, Bob, right before we went to commercial break, we were talking about HOCL. And I want to give you a chance to tell us what that is. So tell us about HOCL. Um, sure. Thanks, Jill. Uh, so most people don't know what it is. Uh, and yet we all have it. And we all deal with it every day of our lives. HOCL essentially is what your body makes in response to an infection. Uh, when you get sick, uh, your white blood cell count increases dramatically and migrates towards the invading pathogen and then secretes, I'm abridging this, but uh, it secretes a, a solution that kills the pathogen. The solution secreted is HOCL. We, uh, we essentially, through our equipment, make HOCL on steroids and uh, with different potentiates and uh, you know, different levels of strength, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it kills and it eliminates every pathogen known to man. There are no exceptions. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the, the use of it, most people don't know, is in our drinking water. The, uh, when you put chlorine into the water, which is what we all use, right, which mm -hmm. all the water companies, uh, the, the chlorine hits the water and a chemical reaction ensues. That chemical reaction produces HOCL, and that's actually the killing agent in the water that we drink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, people don't know it, and they're unaware of it, and they're, uh, they're unaware of its... Uh, uh, its strength, uh, its power, its lack of toxicity, and that it's, uh, you know, a very important non-carcinogenic and eliminates all pathogens. There, there are no exceptions. Uh, so we took HOCL through equipment uh, and produced it. I won't get into the details. So it's cell, through cell technology and positive and negative charges and with one charge, HOCL is produced, and another charge, NaOH is produced, sodium hydroxide, which is a cleaner, a very powerful cleaner, mm -hmm. um, and that's used by for all surfaces, multi-purpose, and cleans everything, uh, and allows groups to have uniformity in cleaning. Right? They have the uh, on-site. They have this, this equipment produces the solutions on-site which eliminates the other issue that CDC had with hypochlorous years ago. The first issue was that it was corrosive. The second issue is that it's unstable, right? When it was mm -hmm. put, that's why they use chlorine in drinking water, right? Chlorine will last for 80 days downstream and it's producing hypochlorous all the way down. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we, 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 we take that the hypochlorous is produced by the equipment that, that we have on site so that it's fresh. And essentially, you can produce as much of it as you want so long as you have water, salt, and electricity. The salt doesn't get through to the final solution, thereby, emitting the, thereby uh, eliminating the other problem that everyone had with it, which was 
the corrosive aspects of it. Right. And uh, right, so now you can spray it uh, throughout throughout the facility. You don't mm-hmm. need personal protective equipment, etc., like the gloves or anything. Uh, you can just spray it. Uh, you don't have to worry about it burning your eyes. Uh, it's natural to your body. It's, it's mm-hmm. hypoallergenic. Um, and do you have to wipe it so, down as well? I mean, if, if you spray it, then do you need to go back through and wipe it down, or do you just spray it and go? So you can just, if you just want to disinfect, you could just spray it and go. But really, the, the best uh, approach we've learned over time is that if you want to, truly clean facility, uh, you clean first with the cleaner mm-hmm. and then spray with the disinfectant. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. The, the cleaner will wipe out any of the, uh, you know, bacteria are smart, right? Mm-hmm. They, they hide under uh, sheaths of dirt, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you need to, uh, you know, clean the film off uh, that, and then spray and, and kill the, uh, and kill the you know, the enemy. Uh, gotcha. You, you... Yeah, and and I wanted to I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that are on your website because, um, you know, these are exciting statements that you make on your website, and I want to give you a chance to explain to us what what these statements mean. One of them says that your company's solutions combat the epidemic of hospital acquired infections. How do your All products right. do that? Sure. So, you know, we're working closely with uh, a few hospitals, major hospitals right now in, uh, in terms of developing programs within the hospital uh, that will reduce uh, pathogens dramatically. Uh, and the two-step process that I just described effectively does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, each hospital may tweak it a little bit uh, based upon their own protocols, right? Uh, so they'll use uh, different kinds of microfiber. Uh, they will have their own uh, efficient ways of applying the uh, uh, both solutions. Um, and we help on the training uh, in doing that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, depending upon... You know, each, each there is always a little variation from hospital to hospital, or from ancillary healthcare facility to uh, you know a surgery center to a uh, an outpatient treatment center. Um, but in the end, the results the same. That the uh, you have a dramatic reduction in the uh, uh, in, in all of the pathogens, uh, and you stop. This is really what's equally important is that you stop the possibility of adaptive resistance because of the, which you alluded to before, the methodology. Yeah. Adaptive resistance, you know, and maybe our listeners haven't heard that before. Talk to us a little bit about that concept. So it's a great question that, you know, people really haven't, don't know much about, uh, just like they don't know about HOCL. Adaptive resistance is what germs do to stay alive. So what used to kill them, they evolve, they morph into something else so that what used to kill them becomes food for them to continue to exist. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like right. all the variants of COVID, right? <laughs> they adapt. Yeah. 
they adapt and evolve. And bacteria exactly. do that as Mutate. well. It's not just viruses exactly. that do that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly right. And uh, so we wanted to get around that. How do you do, how do you stop that from happening? Um, and HOCL, the kill methodology, is such that the, uh, the that the cell walls are permeated by the HOCL, just as it happens within our bodies, and explodes the uh, explodes the, the the bacterial cell uh, mm-hmm. or viral cell. Uh, so that there's no possibility of adaptive resistance. We found that many of the uh, chemicals that are being used today in various settings uh, are ineffective because of adaptive resistance. The mm-hmm. bacteria and viruses get used to them and uh, you know just evolve into something that, <laughs> that has no stronger. impact any longer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's, that's essentially what happened with, uh, with superbugs. Right, mm-hmm. all of the use of uh, of, of, of the uh, drugs that were given, uh, the bacteria evolved and became super strong, so mm-hmm. that uh, the drugs no longer kill them. The uh, so yeah, HOCL yeah. by using it will present will prevent adaptive resistance in the environment, and. Mm-hmm. You know, so that the typical ways of, you might before we're talking about the vectors of penetration of of of, of bugs within a hospital setting or any setting, schools as well, uh, which we should talk about at length. Um, the uh, you know you can you can prevent once you stop adaptive resistance, then germs can't colonize and spread. They won't. You know, yeah. an orderly touching a wet towel than touching a patient or a nurse going from one place to another or a doctor's tie being infected and then he sees another patient and passes it along. Uh, the, you know, the colonization of, of bugs uh, is, is deterred uh, through the use of HOCL because of the kill methodology. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, the, the kill methodology of uh, many of the other chemicals that are used uh, does not prevent adaptive resistance because, you know, ultimately for many of those, uh, the germs just develop a resistance to it. There was something uh, on your website I wanted to ask you about, Bob, because this is something that mm-hmm. I, was not immediately obvious to me. Your website says that your products reduce turnover times in exam rooms and hospital treatment rooms. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you reduce that turnover time with your products? So uh, that varies from hospital to hospital and what protocols they choose to adapt. Uh, In almost any setting, when you use spray, because our solutions are non-toxic, just the spraying, you can't spray bleach, for example, right? No. You're not going to go around spraying bleach with people around. Uh, You're not going to spray some of these uh, quats that are being used to clean and you know disinfect with them with people around uh with with our solutions you don't need uh ppe you know protective equipment you mm-hmm. don't need gloves uh you can go in there and you know clean as you otherwise would using our cleaner which is unbelievably potent even potent by the way on on carpets mm-hmm. uh it's being used by virtually every major carpet company now 
to uh, to clean carpets, the deep cleaning carpet. But it's also um, enormously effective on hard surfaces. It kills all gram-positive bacteria. And then you follow it up with, you know, uh, with, with the spraying of, uh, of, of the uh, HOCL. And, you know, that's a much quicker process, ultimately, than mm-hmm. uh, using toxic substances to, uh, to, to, to clean a room uh, or clean large areas. Uh, mm-hmm. or general areas, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and, and I mean, that's yeah. good for hospitals. I mean, I'm thinking about being in the emergency room. You've got a waiting room full of people waiting to get in and being able to, you know, as soon as somebody leaves a, a bed, you can clean it real quick and get somebody else in um, as quickly as possible. That's a real plus. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Bob about a subject that is near and dear to my heart. We're going to be talking about schools. You guys know that's my jam. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. For my longtime listeners, this will come as no surprise, but we're going to talk about schools. Many of you know that my nonprofit organization that just turned 20 years old, woot woot, um, we started this in 2002. We have been working with school districts, K-12 school districts in all 50 states for since, well, I think that we got into all 50 states by 2005. And one of our primary objectives of the nonprofit is to protect children's health from environmental toxins. Now, when kids go to school, 
um, they are barraged <laughs> with all kinds of toxins. It can come in the water. It can come in the indoor air quality. It can even come in the food and the food packaging um, in the cafeteria. But one of the things that we have been doing for years is working with school facilities officers at the school district level to help them institute green cleaning programs. And that that's a very broad umbrella of products and procedures to protect children from the harmful effects of toxic uh, cleaning solutions. Some of the, the emissions that come from those things, some of the things that they can absorb into their skin from those things, some of the fumes they'll breathe. All of those things can be not just an impediment to children's learning because some of those chemicals can impair their cognitive ability, but some of these chemicals can actually impact their health on the short-term and sometimes the long-term effect. So Bob, my question to you on behalf of all the millions of children in K through 12 schools across America is how can Viking Pure Solutions help us protect them from environmental toxins? Uh, well, first, thanks for the question. Uh, it warms the cockles of my heart to hear you say what, what you did. Uh, you know, we started this off uh, as a mission in, in healthcare, and it morphed into uh, other markets, particularly schools. Uh, and now we're in multiple school districts. Uh, and helping them develop, as you say, uh, entirely green cleaning processes uh, to protect our children. You know, at the end of the day, you know, what are we doing this for? And uh, sustainability to me is uh, something that we do that we live well together uh, and protect the planet on the one hand, but protect ourselves and each other. And, but also we're doing it for future generations. And the, you know, while our company was in existence before the pandemic, uh, the pandemic and the lockdowns uh, really opened our eyes to uh, what, what we could do in, in school systems uh, to, uh, one, keep the schools open, and two, protect our children. Um, so... You know, when we started investigating schools, we saw that they had a you know a hodgepodge of uh, different chemicals for different things. Uh, they push them along these carts with you know ten, twenty, sometimes twenty-five different chemicals for different things, uh, and uh, with no real systematic approach to uh, you know school cleaning and disinfecting, um, and by putting, by placing a, uh, a Viking Pure unit that produces these two solutions on demand in any quantity they want, uh, it eliminates the hodgepodge. And at the same time, through training, uh, we can uh, you know, we can reduce, if not eliminate, uh, the the dangerous bugs uh, within a facility. Uh, COVID is a small envelope virus that we knock out in no time. Uh, but there are others that are, you know, 
are, are problematic, like the norovirus in schools, et cetera, et cetera. We're even starting to find MRSA in the homes, uh, which mm-hmm. is really a problem, right? Uh, and down the line, we all, uh, for the audience, uh, just just to put a word in everyone's brain, prions are on the horizon, uh, and uh, we're watching it very closely. And they, that, that causes a very traumatic, severe disease, uh, and that happens as a result of the uh, animal kingdom and the human kingdom merging, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, but back to schools, uh, the, uh, the, the there's there's no reason to lock them down. Uh, the uh, you know you mentioned before uh, about. Uh, absorption of chemicals uh, in the body and the skin. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, the skin is, uh, or epidermis, is the largest organ in our body. And when you rest your arm on a desk or a table and it was just cleaned with uh, a chemical, your skin is going to absorb that. It's going mm-hmm. to go into your into your system. Uh, as an example of that. Uh, a mildly amusing one. Uh, a nurse did uh, double time at a hospital in Florida. This was reported in one of the medical journals. And uh, she was washing her hands. She was a surgical nurse, and she was washing her hands with uh, alcohol-based cleaner, uh, hand cleaner, in, be- in between surgeries. And uh, you know, she did it so often. Uh, I think she. I forget the number of surgeries she was participating in that day, but she did it numerous times. When she went home, uh, she was pulled over by a state trooper, and uh, her blood alcohol levels tested uh, above the legal limit. Oh, my gosh. That's the, that's the absorption of the, of, of the potential absorption of, of, the, of, of our epidermis. Mm-hmm. We don't think much about these things every day uh, and the impact it could have on our children uh, what we do know about is the explosion of cancer uh, in this country, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to start to undertake um, intelligent approaches to reduce it. There was an international study done a year or two ago which concluded that Chemicals, and I'm not against the chemical industry. There are very imp- there are chemicals that are very important to uh, to our to our existence, uh, but there are those chemicals that we have to be careful about uh, for our health uh, and for our survival. Uh, and uh, that study uh, determined that chemicals that were once thought to be non-carcinogenic, in combination with other non-carcinogenic chemicals, became carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know the exact percentage of uh, cancers caused by chemical exposure, but it's significant. Agreed. Uh, and we cover that and- a lot on Go Green Radio. And actually, Bob, I want to take you back to one other thing that I want to ask you about schools, because the Go Green Initiative, my nonprofit organization, we primarily work with low-income urban school districts. So I have to ask the question, how does the mm-hmm. cost of your products compare to the cost of traditional cleaning products? Help us understand your price difference. Sure. Uh, I'm glad you asked the question. Uh, if you were to compare just the cost of bleach to the cost of HOCL 
bleach would be cheaper. Uh, but that's not comparing apples to apples, right? Because using bleach or other toxic substances brings with it dramatic incidental cost. Uh, and, you know, apart from, you know, the uh, negative impact on the environment that these toxic substances have, uh, on a financial level, uh, we can go from uh, you have a reduction in burns and respiratory illnesses so that workers' comp claims are reduced. Uh, the uh, number of absences in, within the school itself, both for children and teachers, will be reduced dramatically. Um, the, uh, the, uh, I'm just trying to go through, you know, so cost of storage of bottles and cardboard boxes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and the work associated with that is eliminated. The work associated with, you know, uh, distilling the, the solutions because employees have to take these toxic substances and add water and mix, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then there's a long-term health consequences on the uh, on the stu- on, on, on students and teachers uh, and the workers uh, who are exposed to this stuff and the cost to our healthcare system. Um, you know. Sustainability is, uh, is, uh, is also about accountability. Uh, we are, uh, I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but uh, we are endowed with the gift of being the smartest people or the smartest species on the planet. And I think with that gift comes a responsibility. Uh, and, and that, that responsibility is to act intelligently, not do things just simply for, for money, but to do things uh, for, for the love of your fellow man uh, and for the love of future generations. And the, uh, you know, using toxic substances to clean and disinfect within a school setting to me is barbaric. Um, beyond that, uh, you know, you, you, on the uh, impact on the environment is threefold. One, you reduce the amount of plastics you use. Two, you reduce the amount of cardboard you use. Uh, three, the solutions that are being flushed away into our water supply. Uh, well, you know, you're comparing toxic substances going into our water supply as opposed to HOCL, which actually benefits the water supply, mm-hmm. uh, what's the issue, right? So not only is HOCL on a, as a disinfectant uh, more efficacious, right? Uh, overall, when you look at the entire picture, to, you, know, you have to step outside the box a little bit, it's far less expensive than the impact of toxic substances in, in, in terms of cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of health, there's, there's no comparison, right? Um, so, yeah, you, uh, you know, uh, the schools became uh, a focus of ours uh, once we saw what was happening with the pandemic 
And, yeah, and I think, uh, I think it's you? viable. Yeah. You know, it's viable. But I think, you know, schools have very limited budgets. And what is not calculated in that budget is the healthcare costs of children and teachers, all the externalities that you were talking about. And in order for them to bite off on this, they're going to need that bottom line, product to product, budget line item for cleaning supplies to budget line item for cleaning supplies. And I think you guys will get there. We've got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have much more. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you're with us today. We're talking about making sure that facilities are cleaned in a in a way that is healthy for the people who are doing the cleaning, in a way that's healthy for folks who are using the facilities, and also good for the planet. Um, so we're talking with the fa- co-founder and CEO of Viking Pure Solutions, and they are using a disinfectant and a cleanser that is actually natural, naturally occurring um, versus uh, kind of a synthesized chemical blend of things that will kill germs. And we've been talking about using your products, Bob, in hospitals and schools, even gyms. But, you know, I'm wondering about using your products in restaurants and food packaging um facility. Sometimes I feel like my lettuce is out to get me. Every time there's a listeria outbreak and it's either romaine or iceberg lettuce, I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) Why can't we keep this clean? I want my salad. So talk to us about the application of your products in a a food setting. Sure. Uh, Thanks for the question. I, I... Hypochlorous is now used rightfully in food settings. Uh, 
it's being used to clean poultry. It's used in agriculture. It makes uh, organic growth better and superior. It lasts longer. The, the products last longer. Uh, it is being used in, uh, in, in food prep uh, and in food manufacturing um, to, uh, and all approved, uh, where they just, they, they'll rinse things with hypochlorous, uh, typical foods with hypochlorous like lettuce. Uh, and they don't have to rinse it with water, a follow-up rinse. It's fine. Just use the hypochlorous, and it's done. We do it in our home all the time. You'd be surprised what comes off of uh, tomatoes and, <laughs> and lettuce mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes we'll soak it in sodium and then rinse, and then and then uh, you know the sodium hydroxide, and then spray it with uh, with a disinfectant. Uh, the water color, which would shock you. So, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it has a tremendous application there. And we have a number of clients in both the uh, restaurant and food prep industry. Uh, we're in 35 states now and should be in fi- all 50s, well, maybe 49 states uh, <laughs> by, by next year. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned one thing before, you know, we're, we're acutely aware of uh, budgetary constraints with uh, with schools and particularly mm-hmm. in uh, underserved areas and, and you know my life a good portion of my business life has been spent in underserved areas and yeah and I've I, I've I've had so many gifts in my life uh, that I you know I, I can't say enough about the importance of giving uh, for all of us uh, we we work with all of our clients to to, to ensure that these things are affordable uh, and makes sense for them. If it's not, if it doesn't make sense for them for whatever reason, because of the amount of solution. The great thing about having a, the equipment on site, uh, besides be, it being fresh, uh, is that uh, you know you have a you never have to worry about supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when everyone was screaming and looking for uh, you know during the during the COVID experience the. Uh, Looking for these solutions, those who had our equipment had no issues. Uh, they can produce Tell as much as why. they wanted. Like, describe the, on-site. the on-site generation process. Help us envision that because I'm having a hard time envisioning what sure. that looks like and how your solution actually helps people, you know, kind of stave against the supply chain shortage issue. Help explain that to us. Yeah. So all you need really to use our equipment is a is a socket, a drain, and a water supply. Uh, and we, we install the equipment and maintain it. Uh, there's not much you have to do. And, um, you know, and then we, we have our own, we have a national maintenance program, so we have people who will respond if you have any issues at all. Uh, and... Uh, Really, all you need is a location that makes sense. The machine itself, uh, as I said, it's just a it's a box with uh, with two uh, gallon uh, two gallons wrong. I'd say a ten to twenty five gallon uh, repository where each solution uh, enters after it's made. You just push a button. Uh, the water supply through the cell technology converts the uh, 
the water into hypochlorous on the one side and sodium hydroxide on the other. Sodium hydroxide is a cleaner that emuls- it turns oil into soap. Uh, it's a strong emulsifier and degreaser. It cleans any substance, any hard surface and carpeting. Uh, it, you will streaklessly clean windows with uh, with either substance, um, either solution, I should say. Uh, and all the workers have to do is really just press a button and fill up their bucket. Hmm. Um, and off they go. Uh, and it's as simple as that. There, there's no, there's nothing arduous about the use of, of the solutions. We've, we've dumbed it down so that even someone like me, because I'm not the most handy guy in the world, uh, you know, I can, I, I can operate a hypochlorous machine, one of our equipments, a piece of our equipment with my, with my eyes closed. It's, uh, it's very simple and produces the amount of solution that you need. Um, just press awesome. the button, whatever you need, so long as you have a water supply, you're good to go. Um, you know, so one of our biggest if, clients, Bob, is the public school district in Newark, New Jersey. And they mm-hmm. have a very, and this was long before COVID, they have a very impressive green cleaning program throughout their school district. Right. And they're the largest school district in the state of New Jersey. Um, but, right. you know, they, they like to, to try different things and they have kind of tested out several different solutions. And one of the things that's been really uh, growing in importance to them is that there's a green seal certification uh, on the products. And I know that you hold a green seal certified uh, label and also wool safe. Um, approved. Right. So for our listeners who may be unfamiliar with these labels, just tell us a little bit about them and why it's so important that you hold these labels. Sure. Uh, as to the wool safe, that really allows you to, to uh, clean the carpets without, you know, uh, concern that the carpets are going to be stained or mutilated by, by the solution. Uh, and the green seal certification is difficult to obtain, uh, but uh, essentially uh, it is a verification, a validation uh, that the product is entirely green, uh, and that you know it is non-toxic and that it is non-carcinogenic, uh, and that's validated by you know reputable third parties, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and it is essentially. It is what we say it is. Um, and we, as people become acquainted with our solutions, uh, there's never been a challenge as to the efficacy of the solution or the non-toxicity of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what it is. And uh, I think it represents the cleaning and disinfection processes of tomorrow. But as we alluded to before, uh, there's an educational and awareness. Absolutely. Um, there always challenge is with to it. cutting edge. Being a pioneer mm-hmm. means uh, not only, you know, coming mm-hmm. up with the patents and the, the new technology, but being the best teacher in the world, because you're going to have to educate uh, your your customer base on this. And this is the, I hope that we've helped do this today on Go Green Radio. I want to thank you, Bob, for joining us. <laughs> and I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us, too. You guys are an amazing group of, of green advocates and people who are doing great things in your own lives to go green. So I just want to say we're going to be here 
same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. And until then, I hope you have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.